Hey, what do you what do you think it takes to get into the tree farm business? Like, uh, like, how does one start being a tree farmer? Like the Christmas tree farm business? Yeah, you know, like, so there's pumpkin patches. Yeah. But those kind of make a little bit more sense, right? It's a, it's a perishable food. You plant it whenever the hell you plant pumpkins, and then you harvest them, and you charge people way too much money to mm-hmm. go on um, the hay bale ride. Or yeah. you go get it, yeah. So I get all that. But, like, it, a tree farm business, like, you're not planting this Douglas fir in the spring right. or cutting its ass out in the winter. I mean, that's like a long haul game. Yeah, you know, it, this is a long con, it seems like. Now, but my thought is, yeah. like, you got to be in other lines of work, I would assume. Unless the margins on Christmas trees are so fucking out of this world. It's like Christmas trees are like the cocaine of the drug. The margins mm-hmm. are just so mm-hmm. ridiculous on it, right? The, the package is this big, and you're just making like 8,000% on it. And I imagine there's not much... I mean, how much overhead could there be, right? I mean, so you get the land and the seed, and so what outside of time, right? Generally, Irrigation. I mean, the other people are cutting it down, right? They're cutting it down. They're going to get it. They're picking out the one they want. Uh, I mean, I suppose you could cut them down and sell them to somebody, but then they'll probably come and get it anyways. So, I mean, I can't imagine that there's too much. Like, you need what, like three people on staff just to make sure. I don't know. They're, well, they're my other sure thought. They don't die, right? Yeah, my other thought is, you know, if you're in a relationship or if you're married um, or if you've got a spunky-ass mom, you're going to know what we're talking about. Uh, now is the time of year where, well, maybe not this year, but normally, uh, it's Christmas tree farm mini sessions are all over your Facebook, right? Everybody's local photographer friends are offering mini sessions as opposed to normal sessions, which I don't, I don't know the difference, but whatever that means. Yeah. The point is they drag your ass out in like, you know, one of those big old thick, you know, cardigans or, you know, quarter zip sweaters with a nice Marty McFly vest, some kind of Brown boot out into the woods at some tree farm. And you take a picture with toboggans and shit. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the, I mean, the tree farm's got to be getting something for that, right? right? There's got to be a kickback there, right? Is that an additional service that they provide? And by provide, I mean just allow people on their land. Dude, what if we what if we kind of like open this up a bit more? So instead of just doing a tree farm, uh-huh. we had like 20 acres that was just like the mini session farm. So we had the spring mini sessions. We got the summer ones. We got the fall ones. We got the Christmas ones. Any type of mini session. Again, I'm using this term and I'm not convinced I know exactly what the hell no, it really but means. I, I'm, fairly, I'm fairly certain that nobody knows what it means. They just use yeah, it because they're too scared exactly. to ask. Someone used it once. It's like, well, I want to be a photographer. So this is a mini session. Yeah, this must be the job. Like They're like, well, it's only 45 minutes. I'm like, all right, so mini doesn't mean half. It's smaller than half. Mm. So like, how long is a normal session here? Because if I'm thinking mini, this is like an eight. Right. Are, are, we, are we still getting the same amount of pictures, just in a shorter condensed time? Or are we also shrinking how many pictures we get? Yeah, or is it a quality issue that we're dealing with here in the mini session? But my here's my, I guess I don't really care about that. Because I'm just going to provide the land. You know, we'll have like a brook. With like mm-hmm. an old wooden like footbridge, yep. maybe like one of the covered horse ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have your senior nice pictures there. Somewhere. 
Yeah, we got pumpkins and shit. Maybe we'll get a couple deer to have roaming around. Keep a horse in a stable somewhere just because. Yeah. Not to ride it, but like no. you could be like leaned up mm-hmm. for the for the cowboy boot enthusiasts that, that we have. Yeah, he's trained like, to come and stand side face along the fence so you can yeah. put your back to him. Get your Marlboro man on, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. There we go. I think this might be something here. Yeah, I'm gonna look into this whole tree yeah, farm do, bullshit. Do some do some uh some digging around on it. Uh and while you do that, uh let's get into it. So, as that intro uh, informed everyone, even though I don't think you need informing, uh, the holidays are here. Uh, we get our Thanksgiving special has come and gone. That's uh, right. We are approaching the granddaddy of them all when it comes to uh, holidays and the holiday season. We're officially in December. It is December 2nd. Happy birthday, Dad. That's right. Happy birthday, uh, old man. So, there's things happening. There's movers and shakers out. Lights are going up. Snow is falling. My car right. won't start. It's a whole thing. I've listened to Bing Crosby, Andy Williams, Gene Autry, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. I mean, just more than anyone else on the face of the earth has in the last six months. All mm-hmm. within about, like, what, six days? Yeah. Today's Wednesday. So you can't listen to that prior to Thanksgiving night. So... I mean, my wife, she's already exposed herself as a total poser. Uh, she's already told me she's tired of Christmas. She's getting tired. I said, listen. Getting tired? I told, well, it, I mean, to be fair, I have been playing a bunch of it, but that's because it's Christmas. Right. You've got like 28 days to like 35 days, depending on the year, that you can Christmas. To really get and the spirit it. of it. And then it's done, right? So we're going to Christmas mm-hmm. and everybody else be damned. Exactly. I don't care if I'm locked in my house for Christmas. It's still Christmas. All right, we're going to put the tree up. We're going to uh, get the elf on a shelf. We're going to get Jingle. Yeah, Jingle's out things. there playing cards with the doll right now. See, there we go. Got Dude, you you want to talk about like the, the weirdest like uh, risk-reward type thing you can bring in a home as a parent? Mm-hmm. It's great because it's the it's – the, do you know who's watching you? You know who? Oh, and then they're like, "Oh shit, that's right, Jingles here, that snitch." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he's fucking, a snitch. Right. We let that fucking narc in our house, and now he's ratting, dropping dimes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the risk part is the continuous. Oh my god, I forgot to move the fucking elf mm-hmm. while the kids are waking up, and you're like, "Don't go downstairs." You're right. You're going to be grounded. And they're like, why? It's the morning time. I, I need to go downstairs, right? You know, we got shit to do today, Dad. Nope. I'm like, nope. don't. Don't you leave. Stay right there. Don't you move. Right. We're going to make sure like, Jingle has his pants on. Right. This morning, like, I came down and the Camden came up to me and he was like, he's like, Dad, guess what I found? And I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't move him last night. And I was last to bed. And uh, luckily, 
the wife, you know, she got it taken care of. But I literally thought he was going to be like, because that's happened before. Where, like, you forget, and they're like, oh, he's still there. You're like, oh, man. Oh, God. Maybe the weather was bad, and he couldn't get clearance for takeoff. There was one time it co- a little under the weather. Yeah, there was one time it coincided with the kids being total heathens. So, like, we were able to write a letter. And they're like, you guys were so bad yesterday. I didn't even go back to tell Santa. I just stayed here. I'm I like, oh, out. shit. Yeah, so it's like, it's risk and reward, right? You've got that, like, that call you can lean on. Like, you better start behaving, damn it. Do we think that people would be better uh, 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 religious folk if the Bible inserted a two-page manual on how to construct a doll to then move about your house to make sure people <laughs> were following the tenets of what, insert religion here? Because oh, clearly the Santa is always watching. And yeah. God's always watching. That's not working. But you put That's a little a snitch thing. in the house. Yeah. God's looking up there and he's like, I mean, I'm omnipresent. I am literally always watching you. Yeah. And instead of not getting presents, I will send you to eternal damnation. That's not enough to get no. you to, no. to just be decent fucking people. You might not get your brain saw nerf blaster. So Six. now you're going to pay attention and listen. Yeah, this is absolute that's, bullshit. That's a big this reward is, right there. Right. This is where fire and brimstone come into play. This, this, is why I, this, this is why I keep that thing on me, right? Yeah, right. That's, Jingle. Yeah. You know me. I keep that thing. Speaking of that, speaking of Nerf Blasters, Thanksgiving, the this is kind of an aside. The kids stayed at the in-laws for the night, and we got home, watched the watched the Godfather and went to bed and when we got in bed there's this like four foot fucking giant Fortnite nerf blaster under our pillows hey never know what's coming up them stairs at night under the wife's pillow so she moves it and I like roll over and I look at it I go you know I keep that fucking thing on me I got you babe you're protected no one's gonna fuck with us now you ever been hit by one of these things? things like knock their ass straight down the stairs. Spe- yeah, yeah but say, especially if they're coming up the stairs at, n- at, at night in the dark. Heck no. Right in the no forehead. Back- yeah, no background checks. This shit will clear TSA. Don't worry about it. I don't need a permit. Yeah, you, don't worry about it. So uh, what else is going on Christmas-wise? Uh, uh, we did get some snow. We got actually a decent heavy snow the other day. And in true, in true uh, Michigan fashion, it's already melting away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gone. So now my backyard, as you know, as I'm continuing to fix it from when the dogs destroyed it, is now the part that they can be on for now is just a perpetual mud pit. Correct. It's like not cold enough to be frozen. And so now it's just mud. Just wet. Always it's wet. Just absolute misery. Well, yeah, I know, so Are you yeah, putting up Christmas lights this year? I got them up, yeah. So I put them up. Uh, luckily... Uh, I was able to borrow my father-in-law's like gigantor extension ladder because sure. to get to the peak, so I didn't have to climb up on the roof and pull a full Clark Griswold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got those up. You know, we got the tree up already. The wife's doing a little, uh, she's starting a little miniature figurine village on like the chest in the living room. You, you got to be careful with that. People that I know that have those, it's every year it expands. Next, you know, it's going to take up the entire floor in the dining room. Right, she's like, we don't need to sit at the dining room table. We, no, no, we can sacrifice the dining room table for a month. I have to have 
That's what the second be. right. I have to have the second, you know, Swiss village right. in the middle in the in this valley of the Alps. Right. Designed. It runs now, through looks, the hallway into the bathroom and then out. It's like you can't use this bathroom. Go downstairs. Yeah, it looks nice. You know, I love it. Right. I'll sit in the living room, lights off, Christmas tree lights on, and like the garland with the lights on our mantle just below the TV. Mm-hmm. Just that and burning one of my basic bitch candles and I'll just straight vibes. To be fair, is there a, I, when you think of Christmas, uh, or at least when I think of Christmas, that feeling of sitting in your living room, all lights off except for the Christmas, the Christmas tree, lights, yep. and you're just sitting in that. And if there's snow outside, maybe you got the windows open a little bit so people can see your tree and you can see the snow coming down. Yes. That's- so ours is like ours is right in the middle of our window, mm-hmm. and we keep the blinds like so it's right up against it. So the blinds are always or the the curtains are always open. So it's like a a perpetual flex yeah. well, on see, the neighborhood, right? You have to, right? If your tree is near the window, anywhere near within eyeshot of the window, you must have your blinds open so people can see your tree. Whether it's Absolutely. a good tree and not a small tree, a big tree, doesn't matter. You must. It's, it's a requirement. Absolutely. Keep. I'm probably the asshole in the neighborhood. I keep my lights on way too late. But listen, man, like I said, I only have so many days to yeah. be holly and jolly. Because the worst part is, after it, we've you know we've blown our holly jolly load. Yep. Then you get into like end of January, which okay, the Super Bowl is coming yeah. up. So, yeah. but then that kind of ends, and you're left with fuck all, right? And you got yep. February, which is just nothing. Barren misery. Yeah, yeah. So let me be holly and jolly now because I'm gonna be. A, absolute prick here pretty soon mm-hmm. right so just enjoy it while it lasts yeah i mean this is this is the fun time out of the coldness this is this is the you suffer through the cold and the winter and the snow and the bad drivers so you can enjoy this time and it's nice and cheery god damn it everybody's gonna be joyful this time of year so help me god you assholes are gonna have fun that's i feel i feel like a dad who just spent way too much money to fly his kids down to uh Disney World, and they're complaining about the lines right. and the heat. God damn it, oh, you better start having fun. I bought you the Mickey ears. That was your life savings I just spent on. <laughs> right, right. Well, well, probably should have thought about that before, because Gus was not going to college, right. and he's not riding Thunder Mountain. You. <laughs> or whatever. I, I don't know if whatever Thunder Mountain is a ride there, if it ever was or is. Um, no, that was, that's a good point. We work too hard to not have people enjoy it. Exactly. But the one thing that brings me a great amount of joy mm. when it comes to Christmas are the Christmas movies. And wow. it is in full swing. Mm. And so we thought, what better way to kick off the true season? I know we gave everybody um, a doctor's note a few weeks ago about it's 2020. If you got to do it. Go ahead, start your Christmas. It's wrong, but you can have a pass. But anyway, so now it's in full swing. Everyone's on. Even the people who are like super aggressive purists who are like, well, it's not December yet. It's December. So let's do it. Wait a minute. You think there's like 12 days of Christmas people that that are like Christmas doesn't start until that stupid song starts? Well, I don't know about that, but our own father doesn't like Christmas music till uh, Christmas Eve. That's a whole other can of worms there now, isn't it? But... So we decided that we wanted to know what the best Christmas movie of all time is. 
And so instead of just saying, tell us in the comments, we create, we came up with a 16 team, a 16 movie NCAA style bracket. We seated, we rated, we, we set it up. We tried to be as objective as we could. And, uh, and I think we got something really good here. So we're going to take our time and we're going to run through and we're going to have our bracket reveal. And the way this is going to work is this episode should be posted Thursday, uh, December 3rd. Mm-hmm. On Friday, we'll put up the first four matchups on the left side of the bracket. And then Sunday, yeah. probably, right? Sunday, we'll put up the other four down the right side. And you guys will vote. And then come next week, Tuesday night, when we record, we'll let you know who all the winners were. And we'll re- well, we won't reseed, but we'll restructure the brackets, break it down. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do it again. So that'll happen. And then we're going to have a a Christmas. We want to make sure we get the winner to you prior to Christmas, right? Yes. Rather than you voting on Festivus for the winner and then not knowing till after. Not so knowing luckily, that this is what I should have been watching. Exactly. Exactly. We're trying to get this info to you. Right. Um, so we're going to have a Christmas special similar to our town hall, similar to our uh, Thanksgiving one. Uh, it's not going to be like a dinner party. So it'll be something different. So we're aiming to have that out on the 19th, I believe, or at least that weekend. So we will do the, the final reveal will be on the 19th. The final matchup reveal will be on that special and it will be posted that Sunday or Monday. And then the Tuesday night, which is the 22nd we'll record and it'll be published the 23rd that Wednesday before Christmas. And we will have our garage time Christmas, uh, Christmas movie bracket, whatever challenge winner. So that should then that would give you a solid, I think 72 hours to watch that movie uh, back to back uh, for the entirety until Christmas is over. That's right. And you won't have to worry like, is this what I should be watching? Uh, Am I making a mistake here? Wasting your time on crap movies, or maybe this is a good one. I like this one, but is it really the best movie out there? We're going to be able, with your help, we're going to exactly. figure out the correct. So th- this well, isn't like some of the other ones that we've done, where we've told you our Mount Rushmore, or yeah. this is what our foursome would be, or this would be our dinner party uh, guest invite, if it could be anyone in 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 history. Right? This is you guys. We're going to come to you, and you're going to, and hopefully you guys don't let us down. If you do let us down. We'll be sure to let you know how disappointed we are in you. We're not um, mad. We're just disappointed. Yeah, just really disappointed. So without now that we got all the, the details out of the way, we're going to go ahead. We each have this graphic up, and we'll post this on our social um, with the other stuff so you guys can see it, and you can track, track the progress. You mm-hmm. can kind of map out your brackets. So we're going to start in the upper left regional, uh, and we have a – the one, the one versus the four. We have Home Alone as the one seed coming up against Bad Santa in the four seed. So everybody knows Home Alone. I think Bad Santa might be a strong four seed contender. Some people who like it, they they're very they're very bullish on it. So what what are your thoughts on our opening matchup? I think it's a good matchup. I think it's a good starter. Home Alone one's going to be a strong contender. I mean, I think we could see a late round run. For the original Home Alone movie, um, I don't know if, if Joe Pesci and uh, Billy Bob Thornton would have a better opportunity to just fist fight in the street for winner, or uh, if the movies can go up on the merits together. But either way, I'd pay to see it. Absolutely, absolutely. So finishing out the upper left hand bracket, uh, we have the two versus three seed 
Uh, so we have Will Ferrell in Elf against Bill Murray in Scrooge. So kind of concerned here. Scrooge is Scrooge is an awesome movie. However, not sure the age demographic in our audience. If you're under, you know, 30 some years old, you may never have even seen Scrooge. Uh, fantastic movie. So Elf, depending on how this falls, Elf could run away in a landslide or, you know, an old classic could could show it still has some legs. Yeah, I think that's a good shot. I think, to be fair, I think this is good seating, Elf being above Scrooge. Um, but I, I think there could be an upset in there, depending on, like you said, the age of the audience. A bit of recency bias in the seating, but, you know, this is the real world, and recency bias is a real thing, so it can't be overlooked. Great. So we're going to move down to our lower left-hand uh, regional uh, and the one seed here is Jim Carrey's The Grinch. It's not the uh, new one with Bumper Nickel Cumberbun or Benadryl Cucumberfill or whatever Benedict Cumberbatch his name is. It is the pseudo original, not the Burl Ives and or whoever it was. Who was that guy? I forget his name. Who sung that? Look it up. We'll look it up by the end. His name is Wild. Anyways, Jim Carrey's The Grinch is the one seed. Coming up against uh, Jim Henson's The Muppets Christmas Carol, featuring uh, Michael Caine as the obligatory main centerpiece human mm-hmm. surrounded by small uh, furry animals. Yeah, and so uh, uh, we've paired up the uh, only two movies out of uh, our entire selection that include uh, furry creatures to be uh, uh, paired up uh, first thing. So one of them's going down. We'll yeah, see. So a- Apologies, apologies to the furry crowd. Yeah, it, we, we put you up in, a, in an early bracket matchup, uh, and so one of them's got to drop. One of them's got to drop, but to be fair, either of them, as much as I may not personally be a Muppets fan, either of them could make a strong run in this. So there could be some glory yet to be had. All right, so finishing out our our left side, our, our lower left regional, the two versus three, the original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. And Tom Hanks does it all in the Polar Express. Now, the original Miracle on 34th Street is important to know. Um, not the one with the girl from Matilda. I can't stand the way that girl talks. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like Kirsten Dunst and Drew Barrymore. I just, I, nice kid, just can't stand when she talks. I, I hate it. Anyways, Miracle on 34th Street is the two seed. Polar Express is the three. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much going on there. Polar Express came out when I was a kid. I know a lot of people like it. There's a lot of dead eyes in that animation there. So see if that might Yeah, lifeless eyes. Yeah. Like a doll's eyes. So, but uh, no, we'll see how far they go. Um, all right, so branching out into our right side of the page, our upper right-hand quadrant, um, we are going to start with our one seed, A Christmas Story. Uh, going up against our four seed, a Die Hard movie, which, as everybody knows, is in fact a Christmas movie. Yeah, so Ralphie's got to be careful here because Hans Gruber and John McClane, they're packing more than a fucking Red Rider, okay? Mm-hmm. He's going to need to worry about more than just his eye getting shot out when you have a German terrorist at the Nakatomi Tower Plaza, right? Exactly. Big problems here. And just an aside, um, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't want to hear any of you coming at us saying, how is it a four seed? It's the greatest ever. Now, it may win. I'm not trying to sway your votes. I would just say, on surface, um, 
let's not push the envelope here. It is an action movie that is at Christmas time. Ergo, an action Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's temper the brakes. If it earns yep. the greatest Christmas movie title distinction after this, then we'll, we'll address it then. On its name. Yes. All right, so uh, moving down, staying in the uh, upper right-hand quadrant on the right side, we have our two-seed Home Alone 2 uh, going up against a three-seed It's a Wonderful Life uh, with James Stewart in it. Um, we, we wanted to make a point um, that both Home Alone movies, they needed to be on here, the first one and two at least. The third one never happened, and I refused to believe it happened. Um, but they had to be on separate sides of the bracket because the, the possibility of them running into each other had to be in a final. Yeah, if it was going to come to that, it had to be for all of it, right? Um, just as an aside, I find that Home Alone 2 uh, is one of those rare movies like a Terminator mm. where you get, or even The Godfather, where you get all of the people who mattered to return and you just lightly expound on everything that made the first one great. Yeah. Um, definitely big shouts for which one is better. Is is the first the better because it is just the original and it gets classic points? Or does the second get a bit of a bump like you see with Terminator 2 where it's so seldom you see a uh, a sequel executed so perfectly? Yeah. So I, I, think, I think it's a strong two seed. I'll put All it right. that way. I do as well. Uh, moving down to our bottom right-hand quad- quadrant region, if you will, uh, we have a number one seed, Christmas Vacation, going up against the four seed, Christmas with the Cranks. Now, I, I think this is a strong contender for main character, who is uh, probably the larger doofus uh, out of this entire crowd, Clark Griswold uh, or Luther Crank uh, from Tim Allen's perspective. Yeah, yeah, good shout on that. I mean, Clark Griswold is the the OG, if you will, of dads who fuck everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the scene I remember and recall the most from Christmas with the crank, seeing it when I was a kid, is uh, when they're, he gets like a Botox, right? Mm-hmm. And they're out to, I think they're out to dinner, and he takes a drink of wine or whatever he's drinking, and it just, his face is numb as shit, and mouth. he's just drooling out of his mouth. Yeah. I mean, when you're 11 years old, I mean, that's just, Highbrow, high time comedy, man. I mean, I could not stop laughing. Um, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. A uh, nice, a nice matchup. A lot of similarities. There's mm-hmm. a lot of common core values in these movies that will then be pitted against each other. So I think the selection committee did a great job putting them together. Yeah, I think so as well. I think so far. I mean, just to applaud the selection committee, uh, who is anonymous. We, you know, we don't know who they are. Uh, they've done a fantastic job so far. Uh, you can really see the time and the effort that they yeah. put into it, and it's appreciated. It is. It is very much so. Uh, so rounding out our bracket, uh, our two-seat Santa Claus, the original with Tim Allen, uh, going against the original White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Um, now, see, this is a, a little bit of an interesting matchup, I think, because we have a, a, an out-and-out comedy uh, in the Santa Claus, and then a White Christmas, which has some like comedic moments in it, but it is, for all intents and purposes, a sing-along drama. Yeah, so uh, the Santa Claus does a great job, in my estimation, of bridging um, family fun and youthful uh, themes with, hey, your parents are probably watching this. Here's some jokes for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, White Christmas as well, um, uh, maybe a staple in your household. 
Um, just kind of a dichotomy, you know, a little uh, a little interesting pairing of father and male type figures, you know, yeah. Tim Allen's character in this, uh, kind of a busybody work dad. Bing Crosby, mm, kind of like the bottle. Yeah. Didn't like being talked back to, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, I think, uh, again, Santa Claus might be on some fringes for some people. Uh, maybe they've never seen it. And you, like I said, you could have White Christmas as one of those, you know, my grandma made us watch it every fucking year. And now and that's so I love it. Watch. Yep, and Whether I wanted to watch. or not, I had to, to survive. I now love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, who awesome. knows? Absolutely. All right. Well, so that, that takes care of the whole thing. Um, we're not going to give, I don't want to give favorites. No. Uh, is there a matchup in here? that you think could, I don't know, anything you want to expound on? One you think could be a landslide, one you think could be just an absolute nail-biter? Um, well, so just sticking with Santa Claus and White Christmas for just a moment, I think that'll be an interesting matchup to see how our audience uh, uh, swings co- comedy versus just Christmas kind of drama movie, right? We have a couple of those. It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street. Polar Express, even um, as opposed to just out and out comedies, um, and so it's interesting to see if if, if, we, if they end up leaning more comedic wise with the Grinch and Elf, or if they try to swing it back towards um, some of more of the classics, if you will. Uh, that's something that I'm gonna be looking out for. Yeah, good point. You could you could find these niche uh, matchups, right? Where you know uh, through the voters, all things might not be considered even. Yeah. Right, uh, and and how they fell just kind of really pinned another one against uh, one in an unfair fight. So it's a good observation. I'm interested to see uh, our first matchup. Uh, you know, Bad Santa. The people who like it seem to love it, and really seem to. It's kind of odd, right? Because that's kind of that group who grew up with Home Alone. Mm-hmm. People in our age group, right? And then as they got older, this Bad Santa movie came out, and it was it was placating to them at this new age level that they were at this young adult level. Yeah. Um, good, wholesome fun with, uh, Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci to debauchery and smut with Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Right. Those are two phases in everybody's lives, right? Yep. Wholesome fun, debauchery and smut. Everybody we grow loves as it. people. Everybody loves it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be, I think that, and I don't want to say one way or the other, but, uh, part of me feels like it may be closer than I may have initially thought when I saw it, whichever mm-hmm. way it goes, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited to get this out here uh, tomorrow, well, on Friday, for the first yeah. round to really start seeing what what the people are, what they really are, are pulling for. Yeah, and I again, mean, if, if you guys are wrong, we will be sure to let you know. So don't correct. fuck this up. Now, we're not going to tell you which movie, if it makes it, will be wrong. But it's not necessarily which one makes it to the end. Because all of these, you know, we try to be objective. But we put all these in here because we think they're all possible contenders for the greatest movie. I have personal opinions about some of these, good and bad. Yeah, Um, and I think we'll give them like in a recap. I think it would be a good thing to do when we announce the winner. And we either praise you all or shame you into oblivion. Mm -hmm. And then if there's other gripes. Because technically will be recorded on fest well it'll be recorded the night before but it'll be 
put out on Festivus. So we we will be well within our uh, religious rights to yep. air our grievances about all of you. Correct. And and if you got something to say you. about it, you can come over. We can do the feats of strength in person yes. instead of it will not issue. end until they pin us. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, we're doing the tag so, team feats of strength now. So yeah, you don't you don't need glasses. You're weak. So, yeah, so we'll get this out. Uh, I do want to send one more thanks out to the selection committee. I think they've done a fine job. Um, but, yeah, this yep. is going to be yep. fun. Many thanks. Many thanks. So, right. getting away from that, um, it is getting colder out. Uh, not last, was it last week or two weeks ago? Whenever it was, we did the hot toddy. As it, was it gets last colder week. out, yeah. Yep. As it gets colder out, we do the, we like to try to start doing these warmer drinks. And so we're going to continue that tradition uh, this week with cocktail hour. Um, we're going to go to the Irish Coffee, the main staple in many a Michigan bar and northern bars. I don't know if any bars in, I don't know, warm places have that, but we we enjoy them up here. Um, I know our local establishment where we go to watch soccer uh, in downtown Detroit, Thomas McGee's. Shout out, Eric. Yep, uh, shout out, Eric. Uh, they make some of the best Irish coffees I've ever had. Super simple, but some of the best coffee I've ever had there. Um, There's a, a, no better no better way to get your Saturday Premier League morning started at 7 a.m. than mm-hmm. a nice kick in the dick that is yep. an Irish coffee. Exactly. And so uh, let's just get into that. It, it's it, it's a super simple drink. It consists of sugar, uh, Irish whiskey, black coffee, strong black coffee, um, some heavy whipped cream. Not whipped cream as in like canned whipped cream, but heavy whipping cream. Uh, and then some cinnamon or nutmeg or whatever type of spice you would like. Maybe an um, allspice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, just running through this, it's literally just a layered drink. Put a sugar cube or a little half a uh, teaspoon of sugar at the bottom of your glass mug or whatever you're drinking out of. Uh, you add about two ounces worth of Irish whiskey, a shot of Irish whiskey to the, uh, to the uh, sugar. You stir it up a little bit to get the sugar dissolved. Add about four ounces of hot coffee to it. And then on the top of that, you take that same spoon you use to stir it up and add your sugar to. You flip it upside down so the back of the spoon is just touching the coffee. And you pour the heavy whipping cream over top of it so it sits right on top. And then you just put a little dusting of your cinnamon, allspice, nutmeg, whatever you like. If you like it a little sweeter, I like mine with cinnamon on top. It gives a little sweetness to it. And when you're done, it should look like, if you have it in a clear glass, it should look like a Guinness. Black with a white foam top. With a nice head on it, yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, we are on remote. Um, this is something, like we said earlier, that I've partaken many time in. Um, unfortunately, I can't have one right now because we are remote. And um, it is 11 o'clock, and I didn't feel like making all of that right now. Um, but for this... Um, I'm going to give this nine Wimbledon Woodies. It's a repeat of the highest score we've given, which was the gin and tonic. Uh, like the gin and tonic, I feel that the Irish coffee is a drink that, although it in this case is warm, doesn't only have to be had on a cold day or in the cold months. I drink coffee every fucking day of my life. Right, I'm normally just a black coffee. House blend, just give me a coffee. Um, but that's just, that's my everyday drink, right? So yep. I appreciate this. So this, I think, really is what a Bailey's wanted to be marketed yep. to a 
here you go on the run. It's the fast food version of an Irish coffee. Like everything else that's good in life, right? You might say that that steak from Applebee's was tenable. Yeah, Yeah, but if you take your time and you do it properly with the correct ingredients, the difference is is insurmountable. And that's what the Irish coffee you just described is. Um, And so it's, it's something that you can have whenever. It's a great after dinner drink that we talk about when you serve coffee get the father-in-law and you know the brother-in-law if you like them bring them with you say Come on. i got i got our coffees back here you're right whip some of that shit up right and so just like the gnt the gin and tonic where it's a cold drink i could have in the summer i have gin and tonics at every part point of the year yeah. there's nothing about it that's like this is my summer drink this is my winter no so a nine Part of me wants to give it a 10. Part of me wanted to give the gin and tonic a 10. I just feel like if I give anything a 10, it has to supersede every other mm-hmm. drink that we've had. Yeah. Um, so uh, a definite strong nine. I think that's a that's a good score. Uh, yeah, 10s, I think uh, maybe something will really, a new drink will come about that I make and it might blow your socks off and just force you to give a 10. But we shall see. Um, one just footnote I want to add to this. Irish coffees are not coffee with mixed cream in it and a shot of whiskey in there. That yeah, is don't just, let anyone that is just sell coffee you coffee with cream and sugar in it that has been mixed. Like I get the ingredients are about the same. It's it's like seventy percent preparation and thirty percent what the actual ingredients are that are in there. And it makes a difference too. Because like a Guinness where you have to get through the head and then you have a different flavor profile below. Yeah. Right, and even with the the spice on the top, like in a good scotch, mm-hmm. or in some of the other drinks that you've made, where the rosemary's in there, and I'm not drinking it, I'm just smelling it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you Same start kind of your, your your lips touch the spice, you get a taste of that, then it hits the cold cream, then the hot coffee, then the whiskey, and then the sugar that follows it up. It's it's an experience, it really is. Uh, but now that that's out of the way, uh, I think that was a, a very succinct. Very on point cocktail hour. I want to give us praise for that. We're doing a little, a lot of uh, uh, padding on the back this episode, and I like it. I'm here for it. Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm all about it, right? You know, I think we deserve it. If I, you know, if you don't clap for yourself, who will? I don't know. One of those stupid Facebook motivational posters, right? Something like that. So, yeah, fuck yeah. As an aside, I was thinking about, and I still might do this for one of my buddies. Uh, He he tends to go to work on. on the weekend, like not into work, he works from home. It'll be okay. like, it'll be like, all right, Saturday, six in the morning, get up and, and log in for five, six hours and do some stuff. Yeah. So first, my first thing is, a, I get you have you've got stuff to do, so you got to work. You don't got to still get up at six in the morning. You can, you know, clock in whenever you want type of stuff. But so I wanted to get him some of those inspirational posters that you see back hey, in high school yeah. teachers uh, classrooms right. or on like your manager's wall. It's like you know push forward or stride for the day with like a starry night background on it. So something fun like that. It's always got like one word, like attention. Yeah. Attention. It's got some over the face of a lion. Yeah. I'm I'm looking some up right now. I want to see them. Inspirational posters. Like, they it's never like, inspired me as a child, but I feel like if I had one right here in front of me over my desk, I might get inspired if I had one. I don't if know, I just the had other... one that said inspired on it, I think that might just do the job. I don't know, but the I might get triggered um, because I kind of 
equate these to the principal's office. Mm, have a little PTSD. Like wait, yeah, waiting to get my ass handed to me in like elementary school. Yep. Here's one. Let's see. Believe and succeed. Courage does not always roar. Sometimes it's the quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I will try again tomorrow. Marianne, I can't, anyways. What's the background? So it's like, uh, it's like a rocky shore, like the tide's gone out and the sun is setting on like an ocean with small wave breaks in behind. It makes me want to, there's a lot of reflection in there. I think I've seen this one before. Teamwork, and there's like a rowing team. Let's see what the fuck this says. No, I don't want 10% off. I mean, what's the price? I don't know. Let's see. Can you just blow it up so it says, Teamwork is the ability to work together toward a common vision. The ability to direct individual accomplishments towards organizational objectives. It is the fuel that allows common people to attain uncommon results. And you see a bunch of trust fund kids at four in the morning rowing down the Charles rowing down the Charles River in their fucking, you know, Harvard t shirts. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of bunch of common people looking for you know uncommon results there. Seventy five percent of that phrase was just a dictionary definition that anybody could have pulled from Merriam Webster. And then the three words at the end was, I don't know, lifeblood or something, something stupid. But that's like, oh, here's a, this one's going to be great. I know it. Attitude. Let's see what they got to oh, say about go. that. It says, attitude is a little thing that affects everything. A positive, wait, a positive attitude has a ripple effect. Change your attitude and you change the world. I mean, so, I, I can't argue with any of these things, to be fair. Um, and this is why they're inspiring, right? I mean, that kind of sounds like the premise of the movie Office Space, right? Guy was grumpy, guy gets hypnotized, watches somebody die, and changes his attitude, and then everything goes great for him. Yeah, he must have hung up on He must have saw one. He didn't know what it was. The hypnotist had one of the posters behind him. That's right, and he, was, he got locked in on it. Oh, hang on. All right, so this will be the last one. <laughs> this is going to be a new segment. Right. So this is excellence, and it's got a fucking bald eagle flying on it. And you can tell he's flying because the wings are out of focus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It says, excellence is the result of caring more than others think is wise. Sorry, guys. This is on, like, my third screen far away, and I'm having a hard time reading because it's 11 o'clock. Anyways, excellence is the result of caring more than others think is wise. Risking more than others think is safe, dreaming more than others think is practical, and expecting more than others think is possible. Mm. Holy shit. Proverbs 317. Right. Word of the Lord. Yeah. Word of the bald fucking eagle. I mean, I've heard bald eagle say that exact thing to me before. Man, I feel like going to find my old football jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm going and giving myself a fucking concussion because yeah. of this. Put me in, coach. Let's go. That's right. We all just, wow. I think we touched on this before Thanksgiving. Can we all thank the good Lord above that somebody slapped uh, Benjamin Franklin in the face for not, or who was it? Uh, yeah, Thomas Jefferson was, for not. No, doing, it was Franklin. It was Franklin. Franklin doing yep. the turkey. Like, I love a Could good you, turkey, but what a lame thing to be your how did? How would that, like, first of all, the idea of, they never teach you that day 
in Philadelphia, do they? No, right? no that's what they, they always they, talk they about when they, they sign, you know, the, the Declaration of Independence, when they wrote the Constitution in the years following mm-hmm. and the Bill of Rights. And they talk about when it was in session and farmers coming from abroad and spending their time in the nation's capital. They never talk about those. They give you these anecdotal stories, but it's like, okay, well, teach me about it. Benjamin yeah. Franklin wanted the turkey to be uh, the nation's bird. Okay. So we know it's the bald eagle. What was that congressional session like? Okay, yeah. today on the docket, we need to Birds. pick a bird. Like, what the fuck? What? If we, yeah. want, if we want this thing to work, we need some kind of bird. A strong bird. A masculine bird. And then here comes fat-ass Ben with his... Excuse me, sir. His I'd like it to be the actually, turkey. Actually. As he pushes the think. only pair of bifocals ever created up his right. nose. Excuse right. me, sir. I would you like it to be think. the turkey. Like, this is not the flower meeting. Get out of here, you pussy. <laughs> this is for men. Bald eagle men. Nobody's even, nobody even had even seen a bald eagle before. They just right. said that, and they then somebody had to it. go and find one, because that's now the nation's bird. They're <laughs> like, this one's got a white head. Does that, is that, does that one work? It's like, majestic. Just do, it, just do it. It's got big talons. It's fine. It's majestic. <laughs> it's not like that dumbass turkey. You fat fuck. You look like a turkey. You know, he just had like a pet turkey that he was just hanging on to. And he was like, I'm going to get you, Jerry. We're going to get you some recognition that you deserve. You're such a good turkey. So that's the weird thing, right? Like, so we have zoologists and things like that where we know that like gorillas and chimpanzees can learn fucking sign language. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, dogs can learn like 300 words. They have like the speech recognition of a three-year-old child or a two-year-old child. We now know these things, right? Because proliferation of technology. Mm -hmm. Fucking back then, when they would saw your leg off with, like, a dull tree saw. Because you got a toenail. You're going to have gangrene. Like, we got to do it. Oh, you need some teeth? Here's some wood ones. Or we'll make dentures out of these slave teeth. Like, that was what they were working with. Right. The story goes that Benjamin Franklin knew turkeys were smart regal and like creatures you would want the theory and the idea of your nation to be modeled after how the fuck did benjamin franklin know this shit did he have a turkey that knew sign language how how did you well turkeys are extremely smart i'm not disagreeing with that i want to know if this is like a miscommunication like an accidental intersection of factual information mm-hmm. right like the big bang it happened it probably didn't mean to. It just did, right? Mm-hmm. Benjamin Franklin was a weirdo for fucking turkeys is what happened. And so he's like, uh, they're, dude, guys, they're really fucking smart. What, you Real didn't know smart. that? You fucking idiots. Idiots. Dumb Everybody people. knows that. Right. And really, he just likes to, like, whack off on turkeys or something mm-hmm. weird like that, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, 150, 200 years later, when we, you know, aren't cutting off people's feet with a fucking, you know, bandsaw. Yep. Like, oh my God, turkeys are smart. Benjamin Franklin was a genius. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just some idiot no. flying a kite in the lightning storm. He knew yep. what he was doing. He didn't. No, so he now didn't. all of a sudden, history has just been rewritten. And this, you know, fat asshole, like, gets off scot-free. And no one knows that he liked to whack off on turkeys. American exceptionalism at its finest. I want our textbooks. 
from this day forward to have the proper history that we have just outlined of Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin whacked off on turkeys. Exactly. Period. That's why no one went over to his house for Thanksgiving. No, nobody liked him. Benjamin did his own stuffing. You think no he was wanted. having? You think he was having bald eagle for uh, Thanksgiving bird? Yes. Yeah. Instead of he's turkeys. like, I'll fucking show them. I'll show these motherfuckers. He's the one that put him on the endangered species list. Though. We're yeah. killing all these fucking birds. I'll fucking pick a bald eagle, huh? Show you much bald. How eagle. smart are they? They're all dead. Can't do. Can't be too smart if you're dead. Well, I think that was a a, a lovely change of pace from I have no idea where any of that came from. That's all right. We must have some deep-seated uh, Benjamin Franklin uh, <laughs> hatred. Somewhere. I've been repressing that my entire fucking <laughs> adult life. And this was therapeutic. Thank Good you. Get it out. Very Thank fun. you all. Um, so, did you see... One, one last thing I kind of want to talk about. Did you see uh, on Sunday, it was um, the Bahrain um, Grand Prix. Uh, and... Uh, on the third turn of the first lap, Romain Grosjean, the driver for Williams Haas, Haas, Haas. Haas, he goes off unassisted directly into a wall, into a ball of fire. Yeah, that was uh, that was scary, man, because it was the second he hit that wall, or it wasn't even a wall, it was a barrier, it was like a highway barrier, right? Yeah, it's a bit more, ones. yeah, but there's a bit more to it for these. Uh, yeah, the second he went there, the car shears in half. And then the half that he's still in. The front half. Bursts into a fireball. Like, instantly. Mm-hmm. Instantly. It was like one of those shitty Tom Cruise movies. Mm-hmm. Where, like, mm-hmm. the gasoline hasn't even had chance to find the open flame that just magically appeared. Yeah. The second the fucking fender hits the bottom of the cliff, it's just this nuclear explosion. Yeah. That was his fucking F1 car. Right. It, and yeah. it wasn't just a ball of fire that just exploded and then went out into smoke and turned into just smoke. No, his car turned into the oh, seventh dude. layer of hell. Oh, yeah. Dante was in there. It was... Yeah. Dude, that was so... The and the freakiest thing about it is, like... Because so F1 has a helicopter that flies all the time and, like, mm-hmm. just follows the track. And so because it was the beginning... It was right there. And for those of you who aren't familiar with F1, the opening lap, because they start from a fixed position, and as soon Stop as the light goes them. out is when they when they go. And, man, there's normally a short sprint and then some turns, right? Mm-hmm. So jockeying for position for that first turn can lead to a lot of yeah. highlights, right? Just some wheel-to-wheel racing, some crashes, some this and that. Normally, you're not going that fast. To where, you know, something overtly terrible is going to happen. But so my point is, so the helicopter's there, right? Mm -hmm. And he comes out, right? That's the, you know, spoiler alert. He he comes out of the fire. Relatively. And then you kind of see later how it happened when you get this camera angle that's like the other side of where the track is, like looking Mm -hmm. perpendicular into the flames, like where he entered. Yeah. And he like gets up and he has to like push himself up off that guardrail you were talking about red hot i imagine yeah dude the thing's just been burning in racing fuel for the past like 15 seconds yeah and he pushes himself up and he jumps over and you can see as soon as he's done he starts shaking his his hands hands. because you know well that's like he just walks out yeah i think the, the the final total of seconds that i saw 
for him being in the car before he climbs out, unassisted, mind you, um, was 18 seconds. And this is 18 seconds of literally being, being in a pit of fire, being surrounded this isn't like, and yeah. engulfed in flames. It's not like when well, my car is starting to catch fire. It was instantaneously completely around him. Yeah. Like the flames were 15 feet high, and it was, I mean, it was like 15 by 15 by 15. It was like 15 cubic feet. Yeah. Of just, or, that's not fifteen cubic no. feet, but yeah, we get your point. Fifteen feet cubed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. And the first, we can laugh about it because he's fine. Yes. Yes. That's... I don't know if the guy, the first guy who was there, who was on the other side of the barrier, the first steward, mm-hmm. had like one of those like nineteen oh six like Cuyahoga no. River fire. Water yeah, that's extinguishers it's one of the, the ones that it was. It was a prank one. It had the the snakes right. popped out of it when yeah. it did it because that thing didn't do nothing. Yeah, fucking. Uh, oh god, what's his name? Oh god, I lost it. What's that asshole with the mustache? Oh, hang on. Most Anyways, he sh- he shows up. This guy, this steward, shows up with it. I'm assuming it was supposed to be a fire extinguisher, but from this helicopter, this guy's like. 40 feet away and it's just like this pissy ass mist that's just pss. yeah not doing anything and it's like it's not even on it and then but then when others, the med yeah, the med yeah, truck the, comes and that one fire extinguisher was like a fire hose it wasn't putting it out but you could definitely see pushing back on the fire uh yeah no i mean Ro- roman's all right but but this kind of brings me to uh a point this might uh irritate some of our listeners maybe um you know, you hear people say they like NASCAR because you get some, you get crashes in there, and you get some like high intensity moments like that. And I don't know. I've watched NASCAR, and there's been some hell, hell big crashes in there and, and whatnot, but it's not often. The first two, three turns of every every Grand Prix race, three cars are going to go out. They're going to spin. Hell, when they restarted the match, restarted the race after Roman. Roman was uh, uh, taken to the hospital. They cleared his car off after an hour wait. They restarted it from the beginning again. Uh, that same turn, somebody went wheel to wheel. Uh, and it was, was Kimi Raikkonen, or I don't know who, who yeah, the I racer didn't... was. And he gets flipped upside down, and he's skidding down the track upside down in his car on the same turn, the next lap. <laughs> and so. I don't know. I, I don't understand how people can. If you like NASCAR, you like NASCAR. It's fine, but don't tell me it's because you like the excitement of crashes and, and whatnot. Because you get that in F one more than you get in anything. Yeah, and there's better that, racing on top of that. So. Yeah, if you want, I mean, well, technically, if you want the crashes, you should probably watch Rally Car because oh. holy shit! Yeah, you see but, somebody go twenty miles into a tree. If you want to, yeah. If you want to find, if you want to find like the the Venn diagram of that, like. Mm-hmm. You know, structured racing, and I don't want to see if there are crashes. I'd prefer them not to involve fatalities. An eighty mile an hour uh, Subaru into a standing spectator. Correct. I want my spectators to be out of the equation. F one would be a little bit more uh, for you. It was Rip, uh, comedian Rip Taylor is who I was thinking of. You know, the guy at the end of the Jackass movie where he's in a rowboat and he like, you'd know him if you saw him. He's yeah. an old dead but his style of comedy was like gag slapstick shit like mm-hmm. that so he would be the one that would show up you know with the benny hill music right yeah and he would you yeah. know be throwing confetti oh 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 
Chipotle, I had some water. That's what, that's, yeah, that's what I saw when that guy was sitting there. And he, dude, those other, those other stewards who show up in the medical car, they get out and they got the fucking like big dick fucking fire extinguisher. They They pulled the pin on that thing and it was like just 10,000 PSI just blew it all out. And here's this guy in the back looking like a nerd. I'm pretty sure. If I remember correctly, the video is once they show up and start spraying and he sees that Kimmy is, I think, I don't know if he could see or not, but Kimmy's out of the car. Roman. Uh, or, or Roman's out of the car. Um, and, and the big fire sinks are spraying. He goes back and puts his down. All right. Job is done. It. Job done. Got it. <laughs> I did what I could. Oh, man. This is the one from the trunk of my car when my tire catches on fire. Right. There, guys. I'm glad we can laugh at it now. Yeah, I mean, thank God he's all right. He's got burns on his hands and his feet. He's I think he's yeah. I think he's already uh, discharged. What's What's yeah. unfortunate is, and he's out of a contract. Haas isn't. They haven't renewed. They've already said we're going a different way. In fact, they've filled both they of signed, their seats. Yeah, the next day. Yeah, Mick Schumacher, which okay. Michael Schumacher, who even if you don't know F one, you guys got to know who Michael Schumacher is. Yeah, you should know the name. Um. His son is now taking over that seat. But so the point is, you know, so his hands are burnt, and I'm sure that's not the way he wants to go out in his F1 career, whether he retires or not. And so, you know, he's now he's got to like right. hurry his up and try to and get feet back. are both burnt when you're a racing car driver. The only two uh, <laughs> sets of appendages <laughs> you need right. I mean, <laughs> to, to perform your craft, uh, not great, not great. Yeah, he'll, he'll yeah not something. looking good. Hopefully. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's out the rest of the season, but I'm sure he'll come back somewhere and sign with somebody. Maybe go down to F2 or come back up. Or... I don't know, man. He's he's in his 30s. F2 is probably out of it. But, yeah, sure. it was good to good to see. It was also really weird to see. It was like an, the movie End of Days when he walked out of the fire because mm-hmm. you don't see him shaking his hands like from the far away shot. Yeah. He's just like fucking – he just walks out. He's yeah, like, just... oh, oh, here I am. Out of, yep. Yeah. Coming out of a sauna, like yeah, that was a, a thirty million dollar fireball. I was just in. Yeah, no, right. I think the brakes locked up. <laughs> I think we lost yeah. power on that. Yeah, there's some hydraulic pressure issue on the back right. You might want to take a look at that. You know, it's got to be weird. I wonder. You know, so the, in the in the races, and I think they do it in NASCAR a lot too. They'll have the headset audio where if something comes in where a driver's talking to his pit crew, they'll. They'll like clip it in so you can listen in. You know, it's yeah. normally Lewis Hamilton crying about his tires not going to last the whole race, mm-hmm. and then they last the whole race, and he wins anyways. And then in the post-race press conference, he's like, "Oh no, I had trusted him the whole time." Yeah, after you Sorry. hear him swearing at his pit crew because yeah, got a little meta right there. But yeah. could you imagine being on the other side of that and like you're watching there in in the in the paddock, <laughs> you see him go in, and in your headset. I mean, if it doesn't like clip out, yeah, yikes! It's like nightmare fuel right there. Right. I mean, I imagine there's a lot of screaming and oh my god, I'm like, the car's on fire! The car's on fire! How do I get out of here? You gotta take the hand, you gotta take the steering wheel off so I can climb out of the halo. Okay, Roman, box, 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 box. Right. <laughs> For those We're of you don't you know, hard box, tires next. box means to come to pit lane. So the joke there was. Roman is now on fire, and the engineer in charge of his race strategy is saying, okay, Roman, 
let's fix your problem, bring the car into pit lane. I think which, you might need a new front wing. Yes, he yeah, <laughs> I think we've I think we've got some damage to the front. Oh man. Well yeah. Can have a, a small chuckle about it now because the man didn't die on international TV, thank Correct. goodness. So all right. Well, we gotta we gotta do the the behind the scenes work on this to mix this down and get this out so we can get our voting going on for our mm-hmm. uh for our best movie ever, best Christmas movie ever. Yep. So why don't you hit some business and we can wrap this up for the night? Yep, this I can do. Um, so we're going to be posting the uh, this garage. We'll think of a name for it uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, but this garage time movie uh, championship, whatever we call a tournament, um, on our socials, which are uh, at Garage Time Pod at um, on Instagram. Pardon me, uh, at Garage Time Pod on Twitter as well, and Garage Time Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can hit us up there in our DMs. Uh, you can comment on any stuff. If we missed a movie, hit us in the comments, or you can email us. Uh, at garagetimepod at gmail.com as well. Um, but uh, all of that is appreciated and we want to grow the community. Uh, but make sure that you're subscribed and followed on any of your podcasting uh, hosting sites for, for where you find your podcast. So that way you can see immediately when we drop a new episode. Uh, that helps us out and it's going to help you out uh, uh, every time we drop a new episode. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, I'm... Uh... I'm about all set with this. We got a couple things to look into, right? I got to figure out tree farms mm-hmm. or mini session farms. Uh, well, we gotta get... yeah, maybe tree farms and then just mini sessions in general. And then we could kind of. But like, here's the thing. Like, if the mini sessions are paying that much, I might not have to have a full tree farm. I just need like 12 of them. Like for in frame, I got like a, you know, a row of them, a couple rows. So it looks like you're at a full tree farm. But you're at the mini session farm. This, we're just gonna get like a fucking two acre plot, like in Taylor, Michigan, right? Yep. So like, as long as you're looking through the viewfinder, it looks like it. But if you were to back Zoom up out, and you're like, a oh, chemical plant behind you, right? There's a fucking cement factory right there. It'd be cheaper just to get a a, a very well done backdrop. No, nah, uh, if we're getting backdrops, I'm getting like. 1990 laser school picture backdrops you know like with the fucking laser beams everywhere and yeah, like the white yeah. the white black numbers you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. the, that was always that standing that there? sit yeah. on or yeah or sit next yeah. to you yeah. okay yeah that'll be that I, we'll come up with a name for for this tournament we got going on here we'll get this posted out tomorrow uh probably in the afternoon uh time uh, after th- this episode drops i think yeah, I think well, I think we'll do it. So I think we're going to do it Friday. We'll give you some time to listen. Mm-hmm. We'll post the image. Let's post. Yes, that, the bra- that's what I mean. Okay. That's what I mean. So we'll put. Yeah, sorry. So sorry if I miss misheard. So we'll post the image, the graphic of the full bracket, and then this in the stories on Instagram is where we'll be doing the the voting. I don't think I gave that that uh, clarification. So in our Instagram stories is where we'll put the poll up for you guys to vote on your on the movies. Uh, as the matchups come up mm-hmm. um, and then of course as always friday we try to get it to you just before five o'clock uh, we will have alex will make sure to put together his rendition of this week's cocktail which is the irish coffee mm-hmm. that scored nine wimbledon woodies and in the description of the photo we'll always have the recipe so that way you know you can maybe you listen to last week's episode and 
you're hosting a dinner party and now you've got two birds one stone you got your after after dinner cocktail and coffee executed at once and they're going to be sublime if just that's right just just trust follow the steps so trust the process all right well appreciate y'all for listening uh hopefully everybody had a good thanksgiving remember to get your holly jolly load out the way uh don't don't hold back on it embrace it it's christmas have a good fucking time damn it better uh enjoy yourself you assholes and uh in the meantime remember to keep those beers cold <laughs>